As you prepare for retirement, you'll be faced with many important choices. We want you to make the right ones. Welcome to Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott. Charles is an accredited investment fiduciary. He's well-equipped to help you make sound financial decisions. We want you to experience a meaningful retirement. On our podcast, we believe financial choices matter. Welcome into the podcast. It's time for another edition of Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott and myself to talk about going against the grain, which is certainly not a problem for Charles. Uh, we uh, Oh, come on. Come on now. Hey, give buddy, me, what's going on? Give me on? a break, Mark. How you doing? I'm trying to think if there's anything interesting, new and different and exciting going on, and I don't know that there really is. Well, so there life is. is. Well, what? You have you have a webinar. Oh, that? Yeah. Okay, fine. Jeez, Tell thanks, me about Mark. the new webinar. Okay, we're doing one on the 23rd of this month of August. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the three things you and your family need to know about paying for long-term care because a lot of people are going to need it. Two out of three people over 65 will have some kind of long-term care event. And the, yep. you know, the other sort of subtitle of this webinar is you know, how to not go broke in a nursing home. Yeah. So uh, we're, we're going to do it it's on, on the Tuesday, the 23rd. It's at 6.30 if you want to make sure that we, you get registered. Just call the office, talk to Sherry. She'll be sure you're on the list and we'll send you all of the pertinent information about it. So okay. this is, uh, you can give them a call yeah. at 480-513-1830. Uh, can they go by the website for that, Charles, or should they just call? Uh, call right now. We're we're redoing, we're rebuilding as as we're recording this, we're rebuilding our website. It's almost done. Um, so okay. I'm not sure that it's going to truly be there, but Sherry's always here. So There you go. 480-513-1830. 480-513-1830. Uh, if you'd like to partake in the webinar, uh, which is the three things you and your family need to know about paying for long-term care and how not to go broke in a nursing home. So that's what's going on. Uh, you know, being a good advisor isn't necessarily just saying, being a, a yes person and, and you know, winning a popularity <laughs> contest, right? Or, Hell no. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta give people you know even when they don't like it. I mean, it's it's same kind of oh, thing. Yeah. It's like with a with a doctor, right? There's different kinds of delivery styles for doctors. Some people want to go to a doctor that's very um, kind of you know touchy feely, I guess for lack of yeah. a better term, yeah. very kind of yeah, soft spoken yeah. and whatnot. Or and that's why I had one as a, for my heart doctor, and it just didn't work for me. I needed to switch <laughs> to a guy that looked just, at me and said, "Dude, knock it off," yeah. right? Yeah. Well, no, I that's. And we tell people when we meet them initially is right. this, we, we might not be a personality match and that's okay. Cause you might not be for us either. Exactly. It's two way street. Cause if, yeah. yeah, let's, you know, let's not worry about it. No. And, and it, it's honestly, it helps with the effectiveness of communication too. Right. Because if you're trying to institute a strategy or implement something and yeah. you need that person to I, receive that information and they're not getting you and you're not getting them, then that's going to make that harder. So. Yeah, or I have to, you know, soften the the bad news, which right. is difficult for me to do sometimes. But there's nothing and, wrong and, with right, yeah, nothing wrong with some I, bedside always, manner, but at the same no, time, right? Well, yeah, I yeah. don't, you know, it's not like you want to be a, a jerk, right. but at the same, you know, it's like if you're not understanding what I'm trying to get across, I, I, let me know that, and I'll try and reframe it. Yeah, yeah. but I, you know, I'm still never going to sugarcoat it. Right, and there's definitely certain styles and stuff. So anyway, all that okay. said, all that to say. <laughs> Um, that today's topic is to just, you know, talk about some things where maybe you go against the grain or maybe the opinion uh, goes against the grain and that could be yeah. a good thing, right? So yes. just it gives, because yeah. yeah. one thing we're certainly lacking in our, our society and culture the last couple of years is different points of view being okay. At some point, 
That went seriously right. Some yeah. point that went out the oh, window, yeah. and that's just kind of silly because how do you ever get anywhere if you all have the same you know train of thought? So anyway, we won't get on that soapbox, but not what not 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 this time. Yeah, let's jump on here and talk about a couple okay. of these things on today's show. Like I said, we're going to peel back this curtain to discuss some areas where a good financial advisor's opinions might go against the grain of the mainstream industry, such as the appropriate amount of risk for a retiree or a pre-retiree. Uh, obviously, risk is a huge uh, hot-button thing that just about everybody touches on. Yep, it is, and I don't think anybody understands it. Okay. And it's the, it, the way that you have a risk tolerance score. It's nonsense. It's all based on how old you are. I've done them. I've taken them mm -hmm. okay. for, ever since they first started coming out. It's silly. You need to have a conversation. You know there's going to be risk. There's risk in not doing anything. Nothing is risk-free. So you just need to understand what different kinds of risks there are and then factor that into your overall plan and don't worry too much about it. About the number? I mean, it, yeah, there is yeah. no number. The, the sleep number for risk, if you will? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I want to match my portfolio to my risk tolerance questionnaire. Well, if you answered one question and, and you didn't understand it, it's going to be all screwed up. It's well, silly. And how many it's times do people do risk questions too, where they go with really vague terms as well, right? So maybe it's not okay. necessarily a number, but it's like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm moderate. Well, what does yeah. that mean? Yeah, fine. <laughs> Go if that's what you have to have. Fine. Hey, you're not going to get it from me. Right. Let's so, fi let's figure know, out. If, you know, let's get some specifics so that I can get you the right strategy. Yeah. Right. So that we can get you into the right plan versus just this kind of wide range of whatever uh, moderate yeah. might be. Or, or this is this is the perfect solution. No, it's not. There is none. There isn't one. Right. Yeah. No, you could, you know, you come as close as you possibly can and don't do something stupid, but you're, you know, we don't know. It's a moving target. Right. Because tomorrow you wake up and you're not the same person you were yesterday. And so we have to change the plan. Sliding scale. Totally. Okay. All right. Uh, appropriate use of life insurance. Uh, obviously the norm, a lot of times that we hear that we learn or that we live through, Charles, is that um, you need life insurance when you're younger and you got kids and you're working yep. and you die. Uh, yep. And and when you retire, you don't need it. That's the norm. Yeah. Is that well? That's a that's the been the mantra for a long time. Yeah, right. you you need the the life insurance that you need when you're young with a family is really truly death insurance because it's going to replace yeah. your income in case you have car over, the, over the years. Right as you get older. Because ideally, you all get older, all the people listening to me. If I can't keep you young doing this podcast, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Is <laughs> um, <laughs> you want to have a future source of tax-free income. Life insurance, cash value life insurance is a phenomenal way to do that. I've Great talked tool about for it, it. Several, yeah. several times. Yeah. You, know, you, could, you stash it away today. You take it out someday in the future. And you don't have to be older to start to do this. And it comes out tax-free. And so why wouldn't you want to have that? Why not? So that's really life insurance as opposed to death insurance. Right. Cash, cash value life insurance is a super duper idea when done correctly. Can be and a useful so, tool for a retiree. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they it, don't call know, it death insurance because no one would buy it. No, that's right. That's why and, they changed 90, the name way 90, back then. Something, you know, the term insurance stuff that people have, as you get older, it gets really expensive. And about 97% of the time, yeah. people cancel the policy before they die. This is exactly the whole point of having it was you want to have it when you do die. But on the on the other side of the coin for the cash value life insurance, you want to keep it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So it's again, just, going against yeah. the grain a little bit there, right? 
yeah, there's good ideas and then there's ideas that kind of don't make sense. Right. And, and so, and I think with it, by going against the grain, it does look for those opportunities to say, hey, here's a unique way or different way to approach yeah. this and it might be beneficial for you. So, yeah, you know, let's, let's look at it. Let's explore it. You don't versus, have to do it. But right. Versus just walking it, into the shame, right. Shame on me. Versus in the walking into the cookie cutter places and getting the cookie cutter. Here you go. This is the same oh, thing I just yeah. gave to 47 other people before you. Yep. That's yeah. exactly it. Okay. Uh, number three, how to handle debt. <laughs> well, the simplest one is don't have any. But True. You know, more importantly, what kind do you have? Mortgage, not bad debt. Credit card debt, bad debt. Right. You know, student loan, up for grabs on that one. <laughs> uh, as I said in podcast briefs, it's a loan. You're supposed to pay the dang thing back. Right. Uh, it just depends on, you know, you don't want to be overwhelmed with debt, but sometimes debt is a good debt. Well, there there's many um, mainstream people, uh, big names, things of that nature, that all debt of any kind is bad. Get rid of all of it. Uh, and then the, there's others that are like, okay, as long as you're make, you know, managing some things, that, you know, that's not necessarily bad. So going against yeah. the grain might be like, okay, you know, it's okay to have some debt in retirement. I mean, it's hard in, in life today not to have any. You know, well, uh, yeah. Oh, no, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, you, you're going to have you're going to probably have something. It's just you don't want to get over your head. You need to True, know why right, you're right. doing it, why, you know, and, and 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 try to manage it. Yeah. Okay. So, but don't know. beat me up and say I've got to get rid of all of it. If for some reason I just uh-uh. can't, there's still ways there's still ways. To nothing. Uh, nothing is 100 percent absolute in the financial world. Nothing. Right. Well, except that. Nothing. The, except well, that that's 100 percent. There you go. Nothing. That's not that's so I'm going with that one. Yeah. Uh, the, the market is always certain to be uncertain. Yep. <laughs> There we go. There Perfect. Go. Yeah. Uh, all right. Number, what are we on here? Number four, oh. uh, paying off the house. Whether to yeah. pay, again, same kind of, same thing as the debt, right? Same. So yep. there's many, adv- so. many advisors, many mainstream people say, hey, get the house paid off before you retire. And some say, you know, it's fine to carry it into retirement. I think to me, it's the number. Wouldn't it be like your mortgage rate would be yeah. a big it's factor? It's going to depend. Yeah. yeah. Am I having enough income that I can do this going into retirement? Yeah. It's this is a very emotional issue and sure. it's rarely addressed logically because it's so emotional. The old mortgage burning. I paid off my mortgage. I'm going to burn the document now. Yeah. Uh, that visual is very exciting to people. And it might be a really good idea. I mean, I, I mean, I get it. I mean, I, I think it'd be very exciting to say, especially if I can do it before, you know, the. Um, I don't know, traditional age, for lack of a better term, if I could pay my house off, you know, quite, you know, ahead of time, you know, it's like, whoo-hoo, that's pretty, I mean, yeah. I'm, I, I, okay. And then, and then what do you do with all the equity? Right. It doesn't do, it's inert. It does nothing. The equity does nothing. Yeah. And that's, I, and I'm that's not the, saying that's a bad thing. Right. But that's the, that's the math side of the equation, right? Yeah. 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 You just have to understand what do I want to do it? And what are the alternatives if I don't do it this way? Well, so if you've got like a three, if you have, you're still like on a 3%, you know, mortgage rate, then it's, it would seem like don't take a bunch of money out of your retirement accounts to pay off your house because oh, no. you're probably because you're it's only three percent that you're owing on the mortgage rate. You're you're you know keep it in the market and make more than that, or keep it in some sort of investment and make more than that. Now, if you're yeah. paying like eight percent, well, then maybe that's a different conversation. Well, yeah, and are you able to deduct the mortgage interest? I mean, there's all kinds of things that go into okay. this. Okay, so gotcha. it's it's you know, and as with everything, there is no one simple answer. There just isn't. It's all re- it's all interrelated to something else. Okay. Well, just like the uh, insurance conversation, Charles, there's the annuity conversation. Yeah. Uh, the grain is, well, I don't know. The grain has changed. A few years ago, the yeah. grain was they're all bad. Yeah. And they're all, you know, the devil. Um, Overpriced and yeah. everything else. Uh, but they've made, a, yeah. just like life insurance, they've, they've made a lot of changes in the last decade. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's way more creative. It's way more personalized. It's, I mean, we just sort of would call it it's safe money. It'll never, it'll, it'll basically, if you do the right kind, 
you're going to have a, a worst case scenario rate of return internally of zero. And you'll get some of the upside of something, but not any of the downside. Mm -hmm. And at some point in time, you can turn it into guaranteed income. And there's nothing else out there unless you have a pension plan from somewhere that's guaranteed income. Yeah. So the appropriate use of them, absolutely a good idea. Just like insurance can be Just, a useful tool. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally. totally. And, and as soon as I dropped the A word, the sirens went off, right? So yeah, just, that's, just to yeah, illustrate. I'm, assuming, <laughs> I'm assuming it was a medical yeah. uh, because we have a retirement home behind. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Just to illustrate the point that it felt like, right? You know. <laughs> yep. Hey. Thank you. Yeah. That was, Come back again the next time we record. That's right. Sound effects that we did not plan on. Uh, okay. Uh, mutual funds. So yeah. uh, again, the, the grain, the norm here is that they've, you know, they've always been something there, you know, you get into them, you got mutual yep. funds. They're very, they're yep. a fantastic tool, but other things have come along since the invention yep. of the mutual fund that, you know, maybe go against the grain. I used to work for a mutual fund company. I okay. was a regional right. sales manager for America's oldest family of mutual funds. If you have a, a tax deferred account in IRA, they're fine. Um, if you have a taxable account, uh, they're the most tax inefficient thing in the world. Mm. A mutual fund is. I like exchange traded funds. They act like a mutual fund, but they are much more yeah. tax efficient. They're the newer, they're, sexier version. Yeah. And yeah. I just, and lots of mutual fund families are converting their funds to exchange traded funds because mm -hmm. they are more tax efficient. And, and, and you know, there's And they trade both. like a stock, right, Charles? Yeah, where exactly. you, you don't have to wait till the end of the day like with a mutual nope. fund. Nope. Nope. Yeah, they trade like a stock, but they operate like a mutual fund. Yeah. Except so. from a tax point of view. So yeah. I like them. When I saw them Jeepers Creepers years and years and years ago, mm -hmm. I said, oh, these are these are going to eat the mutual fund industry's lunch. Because <laughs> right. they're a better right. they're a better idea. Well, you know, the hybrid, if you want to call that at that, which it kind of basically is, right? Uh, the hybrid approach to many of these things is actually really why a lot of it's changed. Think about insurance. There's a lot more yeah. hybrided style types of insurance yeah. now than there used to be. Same thing with yeah. annuities, same things with mutual funds. They kind of morph into these different entities now and they've gotten better. Yeah, so. that's and that's what you hope for. There's always progress. There, you uh, go. there certainly is in the financial services world. And you just need to keep up with it so you know what's the newest. Just because it's new doesn't mean it's better. But if it's newer and it's better, then take a look. Why not? At least not? take a look anyway. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, okay. Go, go against the grain with cash. How yeah. much to have in it? Uh, again, this is like the house question, uh, you know, because Charles, you might be sitting on a hundred grand in cash because it just makes you freaking feel good and okay. you just can't get rid of it, right? So okay. that's going against I mean, the grain because many advisors would say that's just way too much. Well, I think you need to have it a minimum, you know, emergency fund, which to us is somewhere between, depending on your the stability of your income and your age and a bunch of other factors. It's, right. you know, three to, three to six months of, of expenses, not everything you spend money on, but the things you absolutely have to spend money on. And if you want to have more than that, and it's not getting in the way of your overall investment program, then that's fine. It's a personal choice. Right. So it's, you know, I, there's, you would, should never shame somebody for having too much money just set aside because that's the no, but there's the feel good. But there was the key phrase that you just said in that, Charles, that if it doesn't throw out, you know, throw a monkey in the wrench of the rest of the plan, yeah. then that's fine. But if you're sitting there and you're just, especially right now with inflation numbers, you're losing purchasing power hand over fist. Yeah. Uh, it's not doing you any good. No, it's not. So that's, 
the whole point. Yeah. Things change. Nothing stays the same. You have to be flexible. You have to be adaptable and you have to keep up with what's going on. And it's an emotional one as well, because to my point right there, people go, yeah, Mark, but with inflation being so high, I'm worried about everything collapsing. So I'm sitting on more cash. Right. So yeah. I get well, it. Yeah. Well, I get it. You know, it's a it's a nervous it time. It ain't going to collapse, but sometimes better safe than sorry. Yeah, and that's what happens for some folks, and it's understandable, but that's where a plan yeah. and a strategy comes into play because then yep. you can kind of, all right, I'm feeling a little stressed. Let's take a look at this again. Let's review it. What do we need to do? Do we need to make a yeah. tweak? Yeah. You know, as you talked yeah. about, it's a living and breathing thing. It's going to ebb and flow. Totally. Right, so totally. uh, yeah. sometimes it's okay to go against the grain, and uh, I think that was the point of the podcast well, today. Well, because if you don't want to hear it going against the grain, don't call me. There you go, because Charles going <laughs> to give it to you like it is. I have opinions. That's right. And, you know, we don't have to agree on them necessarily, but uh, I'll respect yours if you respect mine. Well, let's see what we can do for Carrie and Phoenix, and we'll wrap this up. Okay. And we'll toss out an opinion for this. Uh, I just uh, started a new job, Carrie says, that has a higher upside than my previous job, but a lower base salary. I'm counting on some big commissions in the future, but my base salary is low enough that it would be hard to contribute to the 401k and still pay the bills. Do you think it's okay to just use my commissions when I get them for retirement savings, uh, even those are going to be more somewhat irregular payments? I think the answer is probably, yeah, it would be okay. I What I would like to see, Carrie, if you can't figure out, it, you know, can you get it to work paying the bills and not crimping your style, if you will? Yeah. Can you at least go in on a consistent basis and get the employer match if there is one? You know, because that's free money for you. Right. And if you can't, if there isn't an employer match, then I think going with your idea of, well, okay, if when I get something, I'll stick some in. But what you have to do then is make sure that your you base is covering all, cover, <laughs> that you actually do it. Yeah. yeah. And make sure that your base is covering all the other expenses that you have. And that's fine. It's just a different way of going about doing it. But I would make sure you try to get that. Well, that, that company match. Yeah. Paid in for sure. All the time. I mean, even if it's, I don't know, let's just, it probably isn't, but let's just say it's 50 bucks, then just find a way to get the 50 bucks, right? What Or whatever it is that you got to hit for the minimum, right? Yeah. You know, just yeah. for the sake of the argument. Yeah. I, I think, Carrie, for me, what the, the, the big thing is, is who are you? Like, do you know yourself better than anybody, any else you're going to talk to? So do you, do you trust yourself to when those ir irregular payments show up to actually do it? Because many of us well, will not, right? Yeah. Uh, we'll find another. Right. Yeah. If you, if you don't have the discipline. Yep. We'll find another help. we'll find another reason when that extra money shows up. Oh, bonus. Yeah. Right. I'm going to blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, that I think that's the well, really, and honestly, that's the was the point and the creation of the 401ks and whatnot was to kind of get that regular habit in and see just kind of take it out before you ever see it so you don't even think about it and you're not tempted to spend it or whatever the case is. So I, I think that this one is yeah. definitely. Um, um, yeah, yeah. What kind of person are you? Uh, I, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Uh, me, uh, I, you know, I'd get like a bonus check and I'd be like, hmm, I think I want to buy a new guitar. <laughs> and my wife would say, you should put that in a retirement account. It's like, nah, I got, yeah, plenty, yeah, I got plenty yeah. of time for that. Sure. That was the that was the old me before I started talking to Charles. Oh, and, and, oh yeah, nice, Mark. Yeah. 
<laughs> and now, right. now I'm much smarter because you know why? Well, financial choices matter. And thanks for hanging out with us, folks. That's what we do here. We try to have a little fun, share some information, uh, share a couple of useful nuggets or two with you about the financial world. And if you need some help, as always, make sure you're talking with a qualified professional like Charles before you take action on something you hear from us on this show or really any other. Because again, financial choices really do matter and everybody's individual situation is going to be different. There's these universal things that affect us all, but at the end of the day, the nitty gritty into your details is different from person to person to person. So reach out to Charles. If you need some help, stop by the website, subscribe to the podcast, find it all, do it all, all the stuff in one location at pelotoncapital.com. That's pelotoncapital.com. Charles, my friend, thanks for hanging out. Uh, Of course, always a delight. Thanks, Mark. Absolutely. And I'll see you next time here on Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott. Financial planning and investment advisory services are provided by Peloton Capital Management Limited, a state-registered investment advisor. Past performance is not indicative of future results. No one should assume the information presented here serves as a receipt of or substitute for personalized individual advice provided by Peloton Capital Management. For more information, visit www.pelotoncapital.com.